What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 36 of the Rough Golf Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Happy to have you. Hope that you've been out playing golf, or maybe you got some golf plans in the future. Never can play enough golf. It is just so much fun. Today, we're going to be talking about practicing golf with a purpose, okay? That is the title of today's podcast, and this is to basically try to give you guys a few uh, tips and and ideas to think about when you're out on the golf course and you're wanting to get better. Maybe you're frustrated. Maybe you're shooting, you know, high scores and you just want to get better. You know, you, you, you just want to improve your game some way, shape, or form. And a lot of people, myself included, don't practice golf with a purpose, okay? We, we don't get out there and actually uh, work on things that are going wrong, all right? We're just trying to get to a point where we can play decent golf. But the road to decent golf comes from the uh, practice that you put in, okay? You're never going to get to decent golf just by trying to patch stuff up and, and you know, make a, a bad swing or, you know, a bad ball flight work for you, okay? Yes, you can do that. There are exceptions to the rule, and it happens, okay? But ask yourself this, do you want to play better golf or do you want to play the best golf that you can with a crummy swing? I want to play better golf, okay? It's hard to fix a crummy swing, especially if that's what you've been using for a long time and you've been able to make it work. But if you could get better and you could see your scores drop and you could start shooting personal bests, wouldn't you want to put in the work? I know that I do. And that's kind of what led me to today's podcast was thinking about, okay, you know, asking myself honestly, do I go to the golf course when I'm not playing a tournament or something like that or playing with some buddies and do I go with the, the intent to practice or do I just go to play? And I really had to look hard at, um, you know, what I did when I was out on the golf course to determine if I was actually practicing golf, if, I, if I'm fixing the problems that I have in my game. And here's the hard truth, guys. I wasn't. Okay, yes. I said to myself, oh, I'm going to go to the range today and I'm going to hit a, you know, a large bucket of balls and I'm going to work on my, my massive slice on my driver or whatever. You know, Try to get my ball flight down because it's too high right now. That's my big problem. I'm just... My spin is, is unreal, so I know I've got a serious problem, but uh, I want to try to work on that, okay? And what ends up happening? Well, I go to the range, I hit about, you know, 20 drivers, 30 drivers, something like that, and I'm like, man, you know, I'm, I've got the, I, I see, you know, maybe two or three where the ball flight comes down, and I'm like, okay, I can, I can replicate that, and I stop, and then I just go and start hitting other stuff, you know? I want to make use of a full basket, Okay, I don't want to just waste it all on the driver. But what have I done there? All right, I didn't practice what I needed to practice, which is to get my driver right. I need to be able to you know, have a stock driver shot that I can depend on every single time. And I didn't do that. I hit 30 balls, a few of which turned out the way I wanted them. They tend to be towards the end of my uh, session there. And I'm like, okay, that's good. You know, I'm, I've got this. I'm done. And then the next time I go out on the course, I'm having trouble again, okay? So I'm not doing the practice that I should be doing, okay? Um, the reason that I want to work on the driver is when you start with 
your distances, okay? Let's just say you're hitting 220 yards right now, which is a very respectable distance for somebody who's a beginner golfer or an average golfer that's been playing for a little while. And maybe you haven't really, you know, uh, been with the, the sport of golf for a very long time, okay? You're, you're just, you're getting your swing mechanics down and you're just trying to get the ball out there. And 220 yards is a very decent drive for that, okay? In my case, I've been playing a lot longer than, you know, six months to a year. <laughs> and for some reason, my driver just goes sky high. It's got way too much spin, okay? And if you listen to my last podcast, episode 35, about the TrackMan issues that I was having, I went there to try to determine what was going on. And it did confirm my belief that my spin was just too high. So, good news. I bought a different shaft. It's, in, it's, it's, it's getting worked on right now. I've got to get a different tip on it for my Cobra driver. But I'm hoping that that will help knock the spin down, and I'm going to have more on that in another podcast for you guys and let you know what happens. But working on driver, because if right now if I'm, I'm averaging 283 yards, okay, even with high spin, with my swing speed and stuff, I believe I can get over 300, which is my goal. I want to be, be consistently hitting over 300 yards, and that's, that's total, not just carry. I'm, I'm talking total, guys. So total over 300 yards consistently without any major slices, okay? Little baby fade, little cut I'm okay with, little draw I'd be happy with, super happy with because it'd probably go further than 300 yards. But I want to get to that point. What does that do? Well, if I can get my driver to consistently hit 300 yards, that changes the way I will practice with the rest of my clubs because you then open up long par fours or long par fives and you can reach them in two, you know, and then par fours become par threes or however you want to see it. But basically you're able to use shorter irons and, and, and uh, you have fewer distance into the green, allowing you to basically use different clubs. You know, I'm not going to be going in with a seven iron. I'm going in with a nine iron or a pitching wedge, which is a different shot. So I like to work from the tee to the green when I'm trying to, you know, better my game overall, okay? So the point behind all of that is going back to what I originally said about when I would do my range sessions. I would go out there and I would, you know, say I'm going to do a, a full uh, bucket of driver, you know, okay? So 100% driver shots, that's like between 60 and 80 balls at the course that I go to with the range, okay? Depending on how much I can mount it over. And... Um, I would go through maybe a quarter to half of that and then stop because I saw that it was getting better and I thought I had it and that screwed up. And then I would jump into my irons. Well, tip number one for you guys is pick one club that you are trying to fix and stick with it the entire bucket, okay? If you're going out there and you're practicing and you need to fix one specific club at one time. You're not going to be able to hit 20 balls of a driver, 20 balls of a pitching wedge, uh, 20 balls of a you know seven iron or whatever, and try to fix each one of those swings and, and all the problems that you're having. Pick one club and go after it hard. Okay, maybe you spend a month or two months or three months working on just getting your driver perfect. And I know some of you out there, you know, maybe in the Northeast or in some of the colder parts of the the uh, world don't have that long of a season to play golf. And I understand that. I do. I sympathize with you guys. But you got to get 
one thing right before you can, you know, it's a chain reaction. You got to get the first club right that sends the ball down the fairway before you can get everything else right. If you have a master short game, okay, just hear me out. If you have a masterful short game and 100 yards and in, you are boss with the golf ball. You can put it anywhere you want it. You can, your, your average putts is like 1.5 or whatever. So you're, you know, you're sinking a lot of, of uh, putts and you rarely go over two putts. That's great. But if you can't get the ball down the fairway to put you into the scoring position, then you're in trouble. So I always think that it's the best way to start from the driver, from the tee box, to get the ball out there, get it in play, and then begin to work on your other clubs. So if you're having trouble with the driver, stick with that one club through your entire range session. Do not switch it up. Do not hit 20 balls of that and 20 balls of another. Stick with that one club and just work on it until you can have a consistent and repeatable swing, a stock shot with your driver so that when you step up on any tee, pressure or no pressure, tournament or friendly game with some with some buds, you can just pelt that driver out there in the fairway time again, time and time and time again. Okay, you have zero issues with that. Once you've done that, then you can move on to your next club. Okay, increased distance will change the game. If you work on that driver, you reach, you know, let's say 280 yards, 300 yards. In my case, total, that changes the game. Then I now have a new set of uh, points that I need to practice with. You know, I need to practice more with my short irons versus my mid to long irons. Okay, so that changes up how I will practice. So keep that in mind. Tip number one, stick with that one club that you're working on. Don't try to work on multiple clubs in a session. Okay, now. You also need to determine where you want to spend your time, okay? Do you want to be on the range, okay? If, if you're working on driver, that's pretty much the best place that you can be, okay? It really is for right now until you can see a repeatable shot because if you can do it out on the range, it makes sense that you would, you would be able to uh, have that translate to time out on the course. So driver, stick with the range, okay? If you have trouble with your... Uh, wedge shots. Obviously, a range is very helpful, especially if you can hit two, you know, separate pins. But I would also recommend going into uh, some sand trap play. Okay, learning how to work that face open and closed, and and get used to everything that that wedge has to offer. Wedge play is really what separates the pros from the the scratch golfers or the really really good amateurs. Okay, a hundred yards and in. Remember that number, 100 yards and in, is what makes a pro so darn good because they are so good from 100 yards and in. That's the scoring. That's the sweet scoring spot. They can put the ball where they want it. They can flight it how they want it. And that is really difficult to do as an amateur that doesn't have the opportunity to practice as much as the pros. You know, Or maybe you just don't have that ability. Okay. So when you are practicing your, your wedge distances, and your, your short game, I want to give you a tip number two, okay? And this is very popular with a, a professional. You may know him. His name's Scotty Scheffler. Won the Masters, I think. I'm just kidding. Won the Masters. Got the green jacket. He aims for the center of the green, okay? So tip number two is aim for the center of the green, all right? I don't care what level you are in your, your uh, experience as a golfer. We all get that you know, tunnel vision, like I got to go for the pin. I got to go for the pin. I do it all the time. I catch myself doing it and I end up in trouble. 
But if I aim for the center of the green and I've got a large target, then I, I have noticed I consistently hit more greens, okay? Now it may not go exactly where I'm aiming, but I'll be to the left or to the right. Here's what I won't be doing, getting up and down, because I'll be on the green, not off the green. So aim for the center of the green when you are, you know, practicing your, your wedge game, okay? Maybe as you get your wedge game to a level where you can really pinpoint and drop the ball where you want it, at that point you can go pin hunting. But for, for us average golfers out there, beginner golfers, aim for the center of the green. And when you're out on the practice range, you know, some ranges are, are a lot nicer than others. Some actually have greens that you can hit to. Others just have like a flag stuck in the field, okay? So just imagine you're a green and that flag being in the center of it. Or, better yet, imagine the flag is to the left or to the right of the green, you know, and give yourself... I don't know, uh, five to 10 yards on either side of the green and try to get the ball somewhere around that. And that will be the, you know, fake center of the green. But you, you really need to go for green central here, okay? And that's really going to lower your scores. You're gonna see a difference. I saw a difference in my game when I did that. I dropped like eight strokes on average for the course that I play. And I'm hitting more greens in regulation, which just translate to better golf overall. But what did I do? I stopped pin hunting and I went for the center. Okay. And I don't care how big the green is, how small the green is. The center is going to be one of the safest places unless it's a, a super funky tiered green. And then that's a whole different ball game. Okay. We, you know, we, we can get into greens and how to hit into them a little bit later, but in this podcast, tip number two, hit for the center of the green. Okay. So we've covered the range session and sticking with one club that you're needing to fix. Don't try to fix all of your problems at once. Focus on one thing and work on it until you get it mastered and then move on to the next one, okay? Because you're going to be in limbo land if you, if you don't, right? And that's going to be a problem. Uh, the next thing we talked about was aiming for the center of the green with your wedge shot. So when you're practicing 100 yards and in, you want to hit for the center of the green, okay? Make sure that each of, you know, your sand wedge, your pitching wedge, your lob wedge, that's where you want to be able to hit all of those center of the green. Don't worry about shaping them. Don't worry about putting excess spin on them to bring them back. Nothing like that. Don't pin hunt. Go for the green central, baby. Now, we're going to talk about what I like to call iron rounds, okay? And that may sound funny, but when I practice and I want to practice my iron play, I just use irons the entire round. No driver, okay? No fairway woods, just irons, okay? That's all I do. And I do that because your, your driver swing and your iron swing is completely different. One you want to hit up on, one you want to hit down on, okay? So if you are working on, you know, all of your irons throughout your bags, then you're going to be hitting, you know, different distances and such. And you want to really hammer in to your, your muscle memory the downward compression shot of an iron when you're working on them. And when you go from working on your driver and you're hitting up and your stance and everything like that, then you go to your irons and you're hitting down, that can get kind of confusing, you know, and it's a lot for you to remember. It's a lot for you to to develop stock shots with that. So when I do irons, I like to actually do a range session to warm up with, okay? So it's maybe a small bucket of balls and I'll actually hit a series of irons and I'm gonna give you guys a little a little uh, helpful, um, you know, 
thing that you can follow when you are out there on the range. So, you know, if, you know, let's say you're warming up and you're just going to play irons this round. I'm going to give you a little template that you can follow that will help you uh, kind of warm up with the right irons. So you're not wasting a bunch of time and, uh, you know, just going through the motions. So, uh, but I warm up with the irons and then I actually go out on the course and I tee off with the irons. I go through the fairway with the irons and I'm hitting distant, different distances because maybe I'm teeing off with a four iron one time and then I'll try a six iron, you know, just cause. And that'll put me at different distances, allowing me to hit different irons in my bag. And I try to make it through all the irons in my bag to make sure that I can get the uh, distance that I'm looking for, which is number one. I want to make sure my distances are consistent with all the irons that I hit because I need to know that. It's very important. And then I want to make sure I'm getting a good, you know, compression stroke for the iron, good down, good, you know, downward force compression on the ball so that I'm getting the, the spin and the elevation that I want with my irons. And then I start, if I have time, I'll work on trying to shape them a little bit, you know, try to draw a little bit left, a little bit right, and uh, with a cut. And, um, you know, sometimes that will help. Okay. But iron rounds, all right? No fairway woods, no driver. Just go with irons and hit different irons from, from the tee. You know, it may be a par three and, and uh, you want to just hit, you know, a standard six iron or whatever, and that's fine. And then you go to a par four and instead of just reaching for the longest iron in your bag, try seven irons. Try go, going seven iron, seven iron, and, you know, pitching wedge or something. Whatever you need to get to the green, you know. So mix it up a little bit, make it fun, and that will keep you, you know, interested in practicing golf with a purpose, okay? So we've covered, number one, using one club when you go to practice and master that club, okay? Number two is when you're doing your wedge practice, you want to aim for the green central, okay? Don't try going for the pin. Just try getting it in the center of the green. That will really, really help your game, I guarantee you. And then number three, we talked about iron rounds where you're just going to be using your irons throughout a round of golf, nine holes or whatever, or out there on the range, okay? The last thing I wanted to finish up with is that template, okay, that I talked about earlier. So when you guys go out, and I have to thank my high school golf coach for this, Scotty. Um, sorry, I can't remember your last name, Scotty, but I vividly remember your uh, khaki cutoff shorts and boat shoes. You rock those really well along with that very nice mustache. Uh, congrats to you, sir. But he came up with a little template where we would hit a um, four iron, a seven iron, a pitching wedge, and then a sand wedge. Okay, And that is kind of a good spread between your bag. So four iron, seven iron, pitching wedge, sand wedge. Get used to that when you go out. If you've got to you know, get out there real quickly, but you want to make a few iron shots in and you're just using maybe, maybe you and a buddy are splitting a small bucket of balls. Okay. Don't worry so much about pelting the driver out there 15 or 20 times. Okay. Take those 15 balls that you got, maybe say two or three for the driver. If you're just warming up for a match and the rest work the split up between those four clubs, four iron, seven iron, pitching wedge, sand wedge. Okay. Or lob wedge or whatever you have. That's the lowest wedge in your bag and work on those. That way you're getting all the different types of swings in for your irons and it will help your game. I guarantee it. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, please leave a rating or review. Let me know what you think. It really helps out the podcast and I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening and as always, keep on swinging.